Alright y'all, this is me doing some serious fingers crossed wishful thinking right here. I'm I'm speaking good things into the universe. I don't know what's going to happen Saturday, but I figured I'd beat uh, David Gordon Green and Jamie Lee Curtis and whoever else is involved. I figure I'd beat them to the punch and do some commentary for... Halloween 2018, man, and I say I'm doing some fingers crossed wishful thinking shit right now because I'm really praying that because they are doing, you know, a live stream, uh, you know, like a kind of a watch party thing online for this movie. I'm hoping, man, I am hoping, hoping, hoping that the Halloween Kills trailer drops Saturday, man, whether it be Saturday night, whether it be Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. I don't give a shit, man. I'm really I really need this trailer man i feel like fans movie fans horror fans halloween fans we need this trailer i feel like we need it now more than ever because you know with everything with everything that's going on right now of course the, the movie industry is suffering badly like productions are getting shut down movies are getting delayed pushed back this that and the other um you know it, it just be a breath of fresh air man to get this trailer and for the trailer to be as amazing as everybody's anticipating it to be i i'm hoping man I'm open. So I said, hell with it. I'll do some commentary for it. It's on demand on Cinemax. So if anybody is watching this, um, you know, watching this movie with me as we go through the commentary, I am watching on demand. So there will be, there probably will be like a little small Cinemax ad in the beginning of the movie. It won't start right away. I am not watching it on a DVD or Blu-ray, but, um, yeah, man, uh, let me, let me say this about Halloween 2018. I remember, my hype for this movie, of course, was through the roof, man. It's it's Halloween. It's Michael Myers. It's my favorite slasher, uh, second favorite horror movie of all time, the original Halloween movie. Um, but this movie, like, I do have some gripes with this movie. As the movie, you know, progresses and we get more and more into it, I probably will talk about them as they, you know, as they come along. For the most part, there is definitely, definitely more good than bad here. I, I appreciate that. You know, the fact that David Gordon Green and Danny McBride handled this with so much care, man, and it basically not only was its own new story, uh, a continuation after the first movie, and I, I am kind of pissed off that they didn't include the second movie in this timeline, but even though it's like a continuation of the first story, um, this it, it, it stands on its own while being, you know, a, a solid-ass love letter to the fans. There are plenty of Easter eggs from every single halloween movie even halloween resurrection there's a small easter egg from there in it um other than that the, you know like i said the, my, my gripes are i'll talk about them as they go but one of the things i want to say is that i was a little i was really spoiled man with the last halloween movie we had got before this and we didn't have a halloween movie before 2018 since uh 2009 if i'm not mistaken rob zombies halloween 2 came out now i was really spoiled with that movie i know you know due to whatever you know the majority says about that movie it it always gets shit on it always gets shit on man but i i, I love halloween 2 i love rob zombies halloween 2 so i was spoiled with that brutal you know vicious ass michael myers i don't think we'll ever see that again on screen ever no matter what they say about the new one and that's not to take anything away from what he may be in the new film but i don't think it's going to be on that level of, of rob zombie which is fine you know uh more power to them for doing something different you know this michael is very classic but he is brutal in a lot of scenes man but i was just really spoiled with the with that tyler main michael myers and James U. Courtney actually does a good, he actually does a good balance between being 
uh, the boogeyman, a phantom and being a brute, you know, is even for, you know, betraying a 61 year old serial killer. He does a good job, man, at, at, at playing this role. So big shout out to James U. Courtney for, you know, nailing this role, man, and bringing something to it. Jamie Lee Curtis here, man. I, I, I could go on all day, but I'm already four minutes into, you know, talking before I even start the movie. Jamie Lee Curtis, man, she she does a great job here, man. And she really she's really got some Dr. Loomis like qualities in this movie. And I don't you know, I don't know if that was done intentionally or unintentionally, but the shit works, man. You know, her running around town around the neighborhoods with a gun in her hand, hunting down Michael Myers. It's very Dr. Loomis, man. And that shit works. Um, let me just jump into it, people. I'm doing I'm talking too much, man. I'm talking too much. So let me just do the countdown. Three, two, one. Halloween 2018, people. I'm sp I'm speaking good things into the universe. I really hope. Wait, no ads? Oh, no ads. But I'm really, I'm really, for the life of me, man, I hope that they drop this trailer. I hope that this will bring good energy, you know, into the mix. And maybe somebody over at Blumhouse and Universal will feel this energy from this commentary and just be like, you know what? Let's drop the trailer Saturday night. If they didn't already have plans to do it. Now, if I'm not mistaken, we haven't seen the Universal logo on a Halloween movie since part two, the 1981 sequel. And of course, it's just Miramax now. It's no more Dimension Films. They lost the rights, uh, I think, way before that Harvey Weinstein shit popped off. But I do think um, I, I think Michael's in, in good hands over at Blumhouse, even if, you know, once they wrap up this this trilogy that they're doing with this movie, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. I, I would be cool if it's if it remains at Blumhouse like why not you know I'm hoping Blumhouse picks up Friday the 13th and you know they get Jason back on track and then we have a crossover movie I need that Michael versus Jason movie I don't know about y'all but let's you know let's get Jason back on track first that motherfucker's in a, a heated custody battle Ugh. Dr. Sartain. One of my gripes with the movie actually is Dr. Sartain, people, believe it or not. I don't I don't like this character at all. I truly don't. And it's not because I'm so hung up on, you know, Donald Pleasance and Dr. Loomis being a part of movies. Um but it, this this guy just this character just didn't work for me on any on any level and there's a twist scene in here i'm pretty sure we all know what scene i'm talking about where he, dr sartain does something um that would become one of the cringiest fucking moments to watch in any halloween movie and that's no diss to danny mcbride or david gordon green but i just i don't like this character or anything he does which makes his death pretty satisfying actually Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm Dr. Lambert Sartain. Good, I'm Lumi. 
thank you so much for taking the time to meet with us today. We were hoping to have this opportunity before he's transferred to the new facility. Glass Hill is far less accommodating. Glass Hill is the pit of hell. For years he's been kept here to be studied. I suppose the state has lost interest in discovering anything further. Well, that's why we're here. Michael has been my life's obsession. I've examined every single case file written of him. I was a student of Dr. Loomis before he passed away. R.I.P. And I lobbied the University of Illinois to be assigned to Michael myself. Any progress? Well, he's been seen by over 50 clinical psychiatrists and with each many different opinions. Dr. Loomis was the only one to see him in the wild. And he concluded that he was nothing more than pure evil. In the wild. Our patients get fresh air, sunshine, a view, proper exercise, healthy diet. It pains me to see him transfer to that less than desirable facility. There he is. He can't speak. He just chooses not to. I'd love to stand closer to him, if I may. Get a sense of his awareness or lack of awareness. Oh, make no mistake, he's aware. He was watching you as you arrived. <laughs> Some creepy shit. Michael was watching them like, ah. Oh. Another bunch of fucking journalists that want to talk to me. The fact that they've got, uh, you know, these patients chained to blocks is strange. My name is Aaron. I love look, I'm a big continuity freak, man. So the fact that they have like the the mark on his neck where Lori stabbed him with the knitting needle is fucking awesome. And it's in his mask too. Uh as it would be, but y'all get what I'm saying. Just small details like that, man. I could appreciate the help the hell out of that. I borrowed something from a friend at the Attorney General's office, Michael. <laughs> of course he did. He wouldn't be shape bait if he didn't. is always a creepy moment when when michael like kind of turns his head and we don't get to see him but he turns his head and you know as soon as he feels that mask being revealed behind him it's just Even the dog knows. Michael's just standing there not saying anything. He's like, listen, y'all gonna stop gassing me up. I know the mask is behind me. I'm trying to I'm trying to change. 
but they just wouldn't leave him be. Let's get it. I love this opening, man. It's it's so simple. The same like same lettering from the first movie, same color. The pumpkin is like smashed, but it's like inflating. You know, turning uh, into what looks like the original pumpkin from the movie. Now, this is something I notice about Blumhouse, man. And a lot of these um, direct follow-ups that are coming out, uh, you know, in the essence of things like Halloween 2018, Candyman 2020, um, the Town at Dreaded Sundown sequel. These movies work as like sequel slash reboots, you know, if nobody has seen the first movie, you kind of could watch this and they give you just enough backstory so that this movie stands alone on its own. But um, Blumhouse in particular, because they did that with the Town at Dreaded Sundown, I haven't seen the rest of the, you know, all of the first movie, but I know the second one serves as like a sequel reboot type of thing. You don't really have to see the first movie, but they give you, you know enough uh exposition to know what happened prior i think they're going to do that soon with uh the texas chainsaw massacre it's, it's a direct sequel remake of the direct sequel which is kind of a slap in the face as it should be because that texas chainsaw 3d was garbage even though it was a the first couple minutes of it was a good follow-up to the 1974 movie But honestly, what you do is when you risk, you, you know, when you do these direct sequels, you risk losing a lot of fans because you wipe the slate clean. You know, you literally wiped clean every movie after the original Halloween. And there are fans of Halloween 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, H2O. There are even fans of Resurrection and the two Rob Zombie movies. Well, Resurrection, I would stop there because it's in the same timeline. As, but... You know, white wiping a complete slate clean is risky business. It's also a big fuck you to. It's a big creative fuck you to. Um, you know, the rest of the movies. It's like, listen, uh, that's cute. All the other sequels y'all did, but nothing after the first movie exists in this one. I'm always torn between the idea, though, because um, sometimes you do go so far into the series and you get so crazy that you have to go back to the drawing board. You know, you got to go back to square one and get the, the, the story, the character, the franchise grounded again. But I also feel like, you know, with the proper writing, with the proper writer, you can follow up any sequel in the story. You can follow up Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. You can follow up, uh, you know, if they would have did Resurrection differently, you could or you could follow up to H2O in a different way. Make Michael supernatural after that, like super supernatural, like put a stamp on it. You could follow up to Resurrection easily. But, you know, whatever.
not sure how far outside of town Lori Strode lives, but I love the idea of her just living, you know, isolated for the most part from the town. A thousand and twelve locks on her door. Jamie Lee Curtis did. She did so good in this movie, man. Lori's looking like bitch. What? I believe there's a lot to learn from the horrors you experienced. There's nothing to learn. There are no new insights or discoveries. So is he real? Who? The boogeyman. I read you quoted. You don't believe in the boogeyman. I believe in Michael Myers, a deranged serial killer, but the boogeyman, no. Well, you should. <laughs> okay. I'm making a call right now. Um, and of course, this is hit or miss. It's just me theorizing real quick. Um, for those that have seen this movie and you know what happened, first of all, hopefully y'all saw this and y'all are not watching this for the first time listening to commentary. Um with me but we know what happens with Aaron Corey but my thing is we never see him we never see a corpse per se I think he is going to be at Haddonfield Memorial Hospital in Halloween Kills I think that guy's still alive and I think he's going to be in the sequel boom yeah I said it It's a nice nod to that Dr. Loomis line where um, Dr. Loomis and uh, Nurse Marion are in the car going to, you know, transport Michael Myers in the rain, you know, the scene where he escapes. And, you know, she says something, you know, she says uh, he'll barely be. What do we give him when we take him in front of the judge? And Dr. Loomis says Thorazine. And she's like, he'll barely be able to sit up. And he says, that's the idea. I showed him the mask. The fuck she's supposed to tell him? Long time no see. My arm healed up well. You know, I miss Annie, Linda, and Bob, but you know, these podcasters convince me to, you know, to talk this out with you. What the fuck is she supposed to tell this dude? Like, it's, you got to be realistic here, man. Time's up. Time's up. I'll accept my payment. I know that's right. Give me them ducats. Get up. <laughs> you want to shit under my sink? Oh, Toby Huss, man, who plays... Uh, <laughs> Judy Greer's husband, Andy Matichek's dad. I don't like this character either. I don't. I don't like this character at all. He's just a really ineffective father-type character. His urgency is like it's non-existent for me.
And my yo, in real life, Toby Huss, he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to swing that. Not Judy Greer. I mean, unless she's into that sort of thing, but I, I, it's, it's unrealistic, man. I don't see Judy Greer with, you know, and I don't mean to sound shallow, and you know, I understand there's somebody for everybody out there, and blah blah blah, but. Love Andy Madchak in this movie too. Um, she is she fits well into the, you know, the Ellie Cordnells. The Danielle Harris's, the uh, uh, Marion Hagen's of the series, the Scout Taylor Comptons, you know, minus the psychotic meltdowns and shit. She fits well into that, hadn't that you know that laid back Haddonfield girl type of forte. Maybe she's agoraphobic. She needs cognitive behavioral therapy, so don't take it personally. Vicky, I gotta go. Hey, I love you. Have a good day. Hi, Dad. Love you. Okay. Still, my mom's a liar. What happened? She said that she invited my grandmother tonight, but she didn't. I mean, she never even contacted her. How do you know? I do. I love these two characters, uh, Vicky and Dave. Yeah. I wish I. Uh, What's your mom's deal? Why would she say that? <sighs> what the hell are these actors? Really What's this really actor and actress's name? Everyone in my family like turns into a total nutcase this time year. And Dave is smoking a joint here, like early in the morning on the way to school. Like that's one thing about me. When I was in high school, yeah, I was not a smoker at all. Um, but I remember one time smoking, um, cutting school to smoke, and we all were so fucking stupid apparently and high that we went back to school for last period because we were too scared to skip last period. It was history. And I couldn't even go to class because I was just so out of it and just laughing at everything. This piece of shit. I can't remember this actor's name either who plays Cameron. Cameron Elam, who is Lonnie Elam's son. Lonnie Elam will get to see in um, Halloween Kills. I can't wait to see the flashback sequence with young Lonnie and to see the adult Lonnie and see if he has any interaction. With, well, of course, there's got to be interaction with his son. Has to be. Jesus, this this is a very strange character, Oscar. It's a little part of me for you, the rest of your day. All right. So, do you have everything ready for your costume tomorrow? Um, about that. Are we seriously not? You said we were gonna do this whole Halloween dance together. Now, now you just you ditched me. 
I mean, you just, you, you can't walk all over town breaking hearts. Hey, all right? I'm pretty sure we all have a friend that's like the third wheel. That's what Oscar is. He's the third wheel. He doesn't mind hanging around his best friend and his best friend's girlfriend feeling super awkward. It's a nice nod to the original Halloween where Lori's in class and right here she looks out the window and sees uh, Lori. Well, um, Allison looks out and sees Lori across the street. She sees her grandma. But it's a nice nod to Lori seeing Michael Myers across the street in class. And that teacher speaking right there was uh, in that scene. We didn't see her, but that is PJ Souls who played Linda in the original Halloween movie. And talks reckless in this movie. It's like I, I want to say I, I understand why Allison is just like you know, Grandma. Why can't you just? Cause she she wasn't even born for one, but it's like she can only go by what you know what trauma her grandma displays. You know what she heard had happened to her, but she wasn't there. Which is one of the reasons why I've, I still say, man, I, I might be in a minority, but I still say they should have included Halloween 2 in this timeline because, you know, of course it's... Hold up. Let me shut up. It's the Dr. Loomis voiceover actor. Now, you know, to the naked ear, that was a that was epic. I mean, it's cool for me, but I, you know, I know it's not Donald Pleasant, so I'm just, of course, it couldn't be him. But it's as close as you're gonna get, because I honestly, this is a hell of a lot better voiceover than the guy they got for H2O. I didn't like that Doctor Loomis voiceover at all. What made this one, what sold it for me, was a little bit of the accent and the fact that he said evil the way Donald Pleasant said it. He said like evil. Like evil, evil, like it was a place you live, like evil. But what I was saying prior to that, uh, 
that voice actor coming in was Halloween 2 should have been included in this because of course in the first movie of course almost getting killed by somebody three your friends getting murdered that's that's tragic and traumatizing enough but for that to continue on for the rest of the night and to follow you at the hospital people at the hospital getting slaughtered and you you know shooting Michael Myers and all this other shit seeing him on fire All of this trauma would have been um, a lot more justifiable for me personally. You know, she shot that man in both his eyes and he didn't go down. And she had that line, that great line in Halloween too. She's like, why won't he die? It's none of your fucking business, sir. You show no type of urgency with your daughter, so don't worry about what we're doing at the dance. Jalopy. I think it's very fancy and proper that she calls her grandmother throughout the entire movie. So, did you talk to grandmother? Did you tell her we need tea and crimpets at noon? This is a great scene with Jamie Lee Curtis. And I, I love the dynamic between Lori and Allison more than um, Allison and Karen, you know, her own mother. I love the, the relationship between grandmother and granddaughter. Judy Greer can't tell me shit because she sent her kids to Jurassic World. Honestly, I, I, I don't like the fact that she called him the shape. Because if I'm not mistaken, it, that was never said. It was never a line in any of the movies. And as much as I like this scene, um, this scene is even better where Lori goes outside to kind of like get some air and Allison follows after. I love their dynamic in this movie, man. You know, because she just recently was saying, you know, say goodbye to Michael and get over it. Like, why can't you move on from what happened? But she goes to comfort Lori. Score is great too, man. Shout out to John Carpenter. He came back to do the score and executive produce. It's good shit. Like I said, man, a lot of love went into this movie. I'm glad you got to see that. Ugh. 
I never told you how I spent my childhood. I, 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 Judy Greer's cool, but this, this monologue, I do not feel. Shoot a gun when I was eight. It's like she's reading off an index card. Learn how to fight. I had nightmares about the basement. Social services came when I was 12 years old and took me away. I've spent my entire life trying to get over the paranoia and neuroses that she has projected on me. Sounds like she's like, like nervous presenting her senior project and shit. The good times, right? For my presentation today, I am going to talk about Valium and why I am hooked on Valium and why I constantly talk like this. I don't like this back and forth with this kid and his dad either. He's like, I really need some chloroceptic because my throat is just... Watch your mouth, young man. That was a nice callback to the original Halloween. Um, you know, just the, the, the Smith's Girls patients wandering around in the dark in their white, uh, you know, their white Smith's Grove attire. I'm not going to lie, that, that kind of scared me. I forgot that part was coming. He's like, listen, I'm on a boost flip and I only have free nights and weekends, so I'm using up my minutes to send help immediately. Cause that motherfucker damn sure did have a flip phone in his hand. Dad? I do like that the kid came out of the, you know, came out of the uh, car with a hunting rifle. So you can tell whatever whatever it was with this dad and this son, it was like, listen, if shit hits the fan, you know how to use this gun. That's that's pretty dope. Listen to the man. Daddy! Did he just say, like, so what, did he just say run and just died after that? Is he going to be in Halloween Kills? In the hospital, perhaps? I would love to see whoever didn't die in this movie be in the hospital. And the next one. Way to go, kid. You should have went for the head, like Thanos said. 
bars. But I applaud this kid because he shot Dr. Sartain. Can't stand that goddamn character. Michael Myers has killed a child, people. Killed a child. First time in the series, if I'm not mistaken, Michael Myers killed a young boy. Will Patton, man, who is... Copy that dispatch, I'm on my way. One of the, I really want to say one of the casting steals in this movie. Like, I was surprised that they got him. Not saying that Halloween doesn't have some great notable actors. I mean, one of the, you know, staples in the series was Donald Pleasance, for God's sakes. But um, I just didn't expect them to put Will Patton in this movie. But he's he's a great character. Hawkins is his name. There's actually a really good Halloween short film if anybody wants to look it up on YouTube it is called Hawkins um is is really dope though is it uh it takes place in 1978 you know Halloween 1978 when Hawkins was it ooh shit Michael turned that man's neck into a rubber man but yeah, Hawkins is a good, uh, it's, you know, because later on we find out that Hawkins was the first res- first uh, cop to respond to the 1978 murders. But we see that in the fan film on YouTube. So definitely check it out. I got a cousin who works at a graveyard not too far from here. Mm-hmm. They got war generals, philanthropists, a beatnik poet. Really? They got money waters. Oh, and they got Bernie Mac. People come from all over pay respects. But this is Haddonfield. And this is our only claim to fame. Maybe you can explain to me what's so special about Judith Myers. That's sad that somebody's, you know, tombstone, somebody's death is a claim to fame. That's the world we live in. And here we get a flashback of Judith Myers from the original Halloween movie. Her and her titties and her hairbrush. Raising her hands in self-defense. He continued stabbing into the nerves and arteries of her palms. Three more stabs into her stone, penetrating her heart. Because oh. you were there, so you know, right? Still checking IDs of the patients we recovered to figure out who's who. Almost all accounted for. Two of them were checking their emails at a local library. Just found three of them holding hands, chasing butterflies at a flea market off the 220. Mm-hmm. Black Still no idea what really went out. We got Ken Ferre 2.0 over here. Now I wonder if the nurse, uh, Carmela McNeil, big shout out to her. Philly stand up. She is the nurse in this movie who makes a cameo, and she's also in Halloween Kills. But I wonder if she has any relation to this guy. 
or is it the, the kid Julian who Vicky's babysitting? I don't know. Got a lot of questions, ma'am. <laughs> I missed the joke entirely. Hey, that picture had Michael as a brunette. I don't think he was a brunette. Yo, I love... See, I never noticed that shot right there. I'm going to be real. I really didn't. I love how... There are shots of Michael here where... You just barely see his face. He's like this shot right here of him just walk casually walking out with the Smith's Grove white jumpsuit on. Or not jumpsuit, but you know the the Smith's Grove pajama pants, the scrubs and shit. But he's in the background. Like I, I love the background shit. Cause it makes for um a good time, like right now, where you watch the movie again and you see new things. You see things you didn't see the first Several times you watched it. I love it. It's out that way around the back. Was that James U. Courtney? Not sure. It sure looked like him. Now this bathroom scene, of course, I say is a nod to H2O. The gas station scene in general is a nod to Halloween 4 when Loomis... You know, they got the same ice machine from Halloween 4, if I'm not mistaken. And that uh, van that Michael pulled up in with the Smith's Girls patient uh, said Resurrection on it. And I'm, you know, I, I want to say that was a, that was a nod to the travesty that Halloween Resurrection was. Creepy Michael again. Just creeping, man. Excuse me, sir. someone's in here. My thing is, he's looking through the window, and it's like, did you think that that guy was asleep? This motherfucker had his jaw ripped apart. Definitely a Halloween 4 reference. People beaten to death at a gas station slash garage slash oh god
Wait, did she even wipe? The fact that he hit Michael with that fucking crowbar and Michael just ate it. Oh, this, oh my god. This is that Rob Zombie shit I'm talking about. Bashing his face against. Damn, girl! Mm, 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 mm. Shit. Oh my goodness, man. Damn, he opened the fucking door with his face. That's why I said, I don't think Aaron Corey is dead, man. Because we just kind of see him bleeding out right here in this shot. But we don't see a corpse. Oof. Good, good, good sound effects for the kills in here. Ah, the moment we've all been waiting for when Michael puts that fucking mask on. I love this shot of him just now question for uh, people out there which shot was better Tyler Maine putting the Michael Myers mask on or James U. Courtney putting the Michael Myers mask on I know what the majority are going to say I just wanted to ask out there for anybody that's listening I honestly still can't answer that because I like both shots a lot. And I like what led up to both of those shots. And I love how Lori still wears bell bottoms. Love it. But she's ready. Police scanner, hunting knife, you know, arsenal of, of rifles and handguns and just everything. It's very Linda Hamilton, you know? Again, which is why I said the direct sequels, especially the ones that um, involve female protagonists strong female protagonists are uh definitely trending right now as they come back locked and loaded as they should ray? no ray is out making a birdhouse from teak and wiping allison? the peanut butter off his penis like he said earlier in the movie Oh shit, he got gloves and goggles. Maybe he was making a birdhouse out of teak. Jesus. You're dead. You scared me. What are you doing in our house? You mean how did I get into it? 
into your house. You have no security system, Karen. Your side window is wide open. Sometimes I can't tell the difference between your stupidity and your ignorance. Hey, Lori, this hmm. is my home, and I can take care of my own family, all right? Yeah, we can see that, sir. What? Look, I have a plan. Where's Allison? We need to get out of here now. What bus crashed? Put down that gun. Hey, hey, put back down, off! Put down that gun. You're in my. Put down the gun. Mom, you need. <sighs> yeah, because you are an intimidating husband, sir. I have tried to protect you and prepare you. Now we have to hunt him down. I am trying to prepare dinner for my family. The world is not a dark and evil place. It's full of love and understanding, and I'm not letting your psychotic rants confuse me or convince me otherwise. You've gone. No, you need to go. Get out. How rude. Hawkins is looking at Lori like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> they know what's up. It's a hospital gown. Stadiation. You're on the phone to Smith's role for the match. You know I was there that night. I was there. We had one order of business. That's to hunt this thing down. This thing. I love how he said we're supposed to hunt this thing down. He talked about Michael Myers as if he was Dr. Loomis for a second. Oh, here we go. We're about to get one of the greatest shots in this or sequences in this entire fucking movie. Kid carrying the radio. Cowboy hat bumping into Michael Myers. A nice nod to Halloween 2. The original Halloween 2. But this tracking shot, man. God damn, this is... <sighs> Big shout out to David Gordon Green, man, for this, this... Now, of course they cut after Michael grabs a hammer, but this tracking shot afterwards, man... From here on out, right here. And of course you got a nod another nod to Halloween 2, 1981. The chick this chick is dressed just like Mrs. Elrod. Same robe, same hairstyle, making a sandwich in her kitchen. And Michael just doing a house to house murdering? Oh yeah. Oh. Now that's that is an off-screen kill that I didn't mind because it was pretty pretty fucking disturbing, right? Now this scene, I you know, I kind of knew, but I I almost didn't know. I'm like, wait, Michael better not kill this fucking baby because he did kill a kid earlier on in the movie. But when he walks past the baby, I'm like, oh, I'm like yes, victory. The baby lives. But y'all see here, the camera still rolling. Tracking shot at its finest, man. This is. Tracking shots are amazing filmmaking, yo. As long as they're done right, it's awesome. Because everybody has to be on point. 
Carmella McNeil, Philly in the building. Michael, don't you don't you fuck with the two one five? You leave her be. Michael's like, all right, they rolled out, so let me go to the next chick. Which is another nod to Halloween too, where you know, of course, he goes into the Elrod house, but then he goes. To, uh, I think the chick's name is Alice or Ellen. I can't tell by the name the girl says on the phone, but um. You know, the one Michael stabs when he jumps up with the spring shoes from Toe Jam and Earl. But you see the camera still rolling, man. It's fucking awesome tracking shot, man. And the shadow of Michael walking into the backyard, just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Give me a whole, an entire Halloween movie that's one tracking shot. It doesn't even have to be a, a full feature length film. Just give me a, a Halloween short that's one shot. Look how he walks up on her. Hmm. Ooh. That poor woman. Oh, well, Allison apparently is into cross-dressing men. Well, cross-dressing young boys. Because they are Bonnie and Clyde at the Halloween dance, but they are gender role reversed. She ignored her grandmother calling. Just come over here when it's done. Dave's already on his way. He's going to bring the, uh, you know, the Alakazam, if you know what I mean. And Jillian's parents are going to be back until it's super late. Okay, well, it is a school night, so we're not going to Kazam too much. Oh, come on. It's a school night. Don't be a needy bitch. Get over here. Okay, I'll see you soon. We'll come over as soon as it's over. Okay, bye. Love you. How are you telling your friends to come over here and you're going to smoke some weed? No, no. The Alakazam? Julian, I'm talking about like a, you know, like a mad, magic trick, like abracadabra. <laughs> I know you're talking about smoking weed. Don't lie to me. I, I like this kid, kid, man. Well, I'm going to tell your mom about your browser history. You better not. You can get me in trouble, I can get you in trouble. I'm... You used to be my favorite, but now you're like my 10th favorite boy that I nanny. And I babysit some fucking loser kids. If I had some other kind of babysitter, she'd be reading me a story. I wouldn't be up. Not gonna lie, man. My my daughter tries to say that line, and I have to remind her not to say ass because she's like, yeah, clipping my nasty ass toenails, and it's like, listen, you you don't say that word. Hey Vicky, can you leave the door open? 
Just a crack. By the way, you're actually my favorite kid. I babysit for. I like you too. And it was then Julian realized he had a thing for older women. Now that lamp he's got in his room is a nod to uh, Halloween Six. That looks like the same type of lamp. I think it was dinosaurs or some shit. I'm not. I don't remember, but I know it's a lamp just like that in Halloween Six. When uh when we see Danny. God, this DJ sucks, man. Yeah, Cameron's a piece of shit, man. He just you you know your girlfriend's at the same dance and you just kiss this broad and f- like in front of her whether he knew she was there or not it's like come on dude that's why honestly i wanted him to die in this movie i'm not saying that something like that deserves death but i'm just saying like he's a fucking dick in this movie have some discretion all right even though i just kissed this girl in your face Was that, ch- was that cheese or pudding? He's such a piece of shit, man. Well, Allison, this is what happens when you date a guy who dresses up like a fucking woman. You get, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you get, oh man. Yeah, there was way too much of an emphasis on this butcher knife right here. It's just super clean and. It's a great shot though. Like when Vicky's taking a trash out and you. They just linger on the the clothes drying out back. I actually thought we were going to see Michael in this scene. I want to say this kid's name playing Dave is Miles Robbins, and I want to say he's related to Tim Robbins. I really do. I want to be right and not look it up on IMDb right now, so I'm going to be actually pretty genuine. Normally, I'll look it up. Somebody let me know if I'm right or wrong. I went and got this tattoo. Because tonight is the night. The one we'll remember for the rest of our lives. You are so getting dry fucked tonight. I am. Fucking come here. First of all, 
you don't you don't tell a horny teenage guy like yeah you are so getting dry i mean i guess because they're teenagers and if they weren't sleeping together at that time i get it you know everybody's well not everybody but some people most people have dry humped in their you know in their lives their teenage years but she just told him like it was something to really look forward to you are so getting dry fucked tonight it's like what Makes me think of Billy from Scream, where he's like, you know, I, I wouldn't dream of breaking your underwear rule. Maybe we could just have some on top of the clothes type stuff. But you know, us smooth guys out there, we gotta we gotta accept that and play it off. You know, too much aggression might might scare her off. Nobody believed the black kid. Just getting high again. He's like, whoa. Is that a tree back there? <laughs> it was a nice cop out. They played the music subtly. But it didn't lead up to anything. At least not in this moment. Sick. Sick. A garage. Never seen one of these. What if it's a doll? Could be like one of those weird, like, kid dolls. One of those weird babies when they stare at you with those beady little eyes. Now, what the fuck, man? What if Julian's parents came home and saw Dave just with a joint in his mouth on the motorcycle? Say all shrimp. Can you close the closet door? Yeah. Lord. <laughs> now, <laughs> I I'm torn between that line right there. It's so realistic for a black kid to scream that running out the room. But it kind of took away from the fact that this scene could have been very intense. It was a bad, you know, not a bad joke, but it was just at the wrong time. It was ill-timed. Julian! 
<laughs> he ran right past her. Ooh, she scratched the floor. Dave's like, fuck this. I've been watching Master Chef for two weeks straight. I know what to do with this butcher knife. He got that shit pinned right to the back of his spine. Nice Halloween three nod. Um, silver shamrock mask. I wish Vicky's death scene would have played out longer because if anybody has read the Halloween Return script that was written by um, Marcus Dunstan and Patrick Melton, I think is their names are the Saw guys. Basically, they did a script for Halloween Returns, which is is you know it has its problems, but for the most part, that script is so fucking good, man. And um, there's a scene where Sheriff Hunt once deputy hunt from the original halloween to you know he's a sheriff now and i think russellville and his wife is you know there's a chase scene with her and michael myers and you feel like she's going to get away but she doesn't michael if you in there i know you haven't talked in 40 years but you better say something <laughs> Come on, Hawkins. You know better. Get out of here! Now! Get inside! It's that Dr. Loomis shit I was talking about. Now, this is um, classic creepy Michael doing shit that doesn't really have to be explained. Um, he dumped the pumpkin Dave brought Vicky. He dumped that shit in a fish tank. And over Vicky's dead body, he put a sheet with two eye holes cut in it. Like, you know, like the sheet he had on in the original movie. But it doesn't have to be explained. It's just creepy as shit. I think it would have been better if it would have been a surprise for Hawkins and Michael was under that sheet again and Vicky's dead body was elsewhere. It was a great scene coming up where Lori sees Michael for the first time. That's actually Nick Castle right there in, in the mask. Michael had to roll. He said, nope. Not getting caught up in this mess. Oof. I wish we would have seen that kill, man. Damn, that, that shot spun Michael around. It, oof. Yeah, I wish we would have seen that kill. Dave getting impaled by his neck. 
Oh, poor Vicky. I liked her character, man. There are certain sidebar characters that I like. Um, the the female sidebar characters in the Halloween series. You know, Kelly Kelly Meeker was one of them. Uh, Tina has become one of them. What's the chick's name? Uh, Sarah. You know, Jody Leno Kef's character in Halloween H2O. I like the sidebar female characters. The best friends, per se. I dig it. As much as I fucking hate Halloween Resurrection, I like Katie Sackhoff's character. Um, Jen in Resurrection. You want me to take this injured civilian to go look for a psychopathic serial killer? Sheriff, Frank, what are we doing? I don't need your help right now, Lord. You're just standing here. Please do something. I know that's right. Lois Strode. Lois Strode. He's like, your boobs are even bigger in person. Oh God! I, f I hate that line. She just looked at him like, "Oh, you're the you're the new Loomis." I fucking hate that line. Cause we as audience members kinda said that. Kinda said that. Even though he doesn't fucking you know hold a candle to Donald Pleasant's performances, any of them. But it's like, yeah, you you're the new Loomis. But it's like to hear it from. Oh God, man, cringeworthy. Mm -hmm. Well, that was a dumb thing to pray for. Oh, shut up, Frank. I'm sure he'll apologize. He just needs to sleep it off. Cameron doesn't want anyone to see him as a bad guy, but then he... Sleep it off? He kissed another chick? Fellas, some things you can't defend your best friend on. I don't give a fuck, man. So, so, you know, you have to be a realist. Not a pessimist, not an optimist. You gotta be a realist about certain shit. <laughs> Look at all those beers Oscar's carrying in his hands. <laughs> yeah, way to hit on your. Wait, the cops just rode past them? Let's get out of here. No shortcut. Yeah, way to hit on your uh, best friend's now ex girlfriend. There are many ways for tragedy and violence to change a victim. They can grow accustomed to always being afraid, in constant fear. They can grow weak, they can grow strong. But there's also the other side. What other side is that? The effect on the victimizer. You see, this is what has intrigued me through my studies. How does a crime like Michael's affect him? It doesn't. What's that feeling? Is he on a random path or is he emotionally driven, triggered by something? Perhaps some unheard marching order imprinted on his very being. I want to know what he's feeling. I want to know what pleasure he gets out of. The fuck are you, Joe? I want to know what. Just let that motherfucker be crazy. It's not that hard, man. Leave him alone.
It's not safe here. Where's Elsie? Where is she? Where's Elsie? It's Christopher Nelson, actually. Uh, he did the makeup effects for this movie, but he plays a cop in the movie. Get in touch with you, and they're making us go to your grandmother's house because it's safe. Sweetheart, this is your grandmother. There is a police officer waiting at your house to bring you to us. We're all going to be together. Now, do as I say. Yep. Very, very important line um, that Lori said to Tommy and Lindsay in the original movie. She said, I want you to go down to Mackenzie's house. Call the police, send them over here. Now do as I say. You did it, yeah. Oh, you f- Fuck. fucking fumble, bro. It does not mean I want to be with you. You don't just go in for a kiss, man. I mean, sometimes you, you got to feel that shit. If you go in for a kiss, you got to feel it. Other than that, fellas, get permission, man. Because sometimes, you know, you want to make a ballsy move and you go in for a kiss and it, the shit just don't work. That's why I've always been, you know, I got to feel it. And if, if I never did feel it, then I'm, I ask permission. All these girls were like dancing on me. Their beautiful bodies got me all choked out, Allison. I please. They like, they were feeding me guacamole in all these sexy ways. Look at Michael in the background. The background shots are everything, man. Mr. Elrod, another Easter egg. Sorry, I'm not trying to trespass on your yard and shit, man. I was just trying to take a shortcut with a really pretty girl, and I just, I just really like her, man. And I, I thought that she liked me too, and I just, it just, you ever really liked a girl and you just couldn't have her? Michael's like, well, I really wanted to kill a girl, and I just could never kill her. Piece out of your hair, man. Thank, thank you for. I like this motion sensor scene where the lights flicker on and off and Michael just disappears and reappears. I, w- I wish it would have went on a little bit longer, though. Dude, you're acting like really sketchy right now. It's actually one of my daughter's favorite scenes right here. What's up? I'm leaving, right? No, no. <laughs> now, what he should have did, if he couldn't hop that fence, <laughs> he couldn't hop that gate, he should have sized Michael up and kicked him right in his chest. You better get your juke moves up. I ain't dying, man. Ooh. Oh god, the way he came down all slow on that fence. It was a vicious ass kill. Oscar. Fuck and the fucking gate post went through his his neck and came out his mouth. Like Jesus, man. Michael's like, hello. And you are. (laughs) 
not a bad score right here either. See, look how fucking calm the dad is, man. That's why I don't like the character. She shut everybody up. I know that's right, Lori. But the dad, like, Toby Huss is just... He doesn't give a fuck. Like, at some point... I, I know there's a scene at some point where, you know, Allison, they don't know what the fuck is going on with her, and he's just he's twirling a, a fucking yo-yo in the crib. It's like, nah, man. He needs to be on them streets. On them streets. He need to be in them streets. Looking for his daughter. Don't like his character. You know, you gotta love the fact that um, Karen is wearing a Christmas sweater on Halloween. Maybe that's how much she hates the holiday. What's this? It's my childhood. I never told you about it, honey, because you were a shit husband. Lori been ready since, you know, she been ready long before COVID-19. She got the water jugs, toilet paper, canned goods, and jarred goods and shit. Weapons. Lori Strode is where it's at. All right, pick your poison. I left the revolver in her jam. This is accuracy and stopping power. She's like, Mom, I know. You raised me, all right? He's waited for me. I've waited for him. Let's go. Allison, keep your eyes open. I can't because I have eyeliner on. Copy that dispatch. Now, I, I wish that scene was shot better. It was very frantic. It was very, like, choppy. I wish that scene of Michael getting hit by the car was shot a lot better. <laughs> I know that's right. Well, it's motherfucking brains. I'm not going to say it again. Step away from the suspect. Oh, dear. Step away. No way Hawkins should have been killed by Sartain. There's no fucking way, man. 
There's no way. Like, I was so disappointed in this scene. A Sartain who's been shot in the goddamn, like, shoulder or breastplate, whatever the hell he got shot in. He's got his arm in a sling. You got one free arm. You're probably older than Will Patton's character. There's no way he should have took him out like that. No way. This is where the movie kind of takes a, you know, it, it takes like a, a, a kind of like a downward spiral for me. Not fully, but just for the moment. Ugh. Ridiculous. He put that when he put that goddamn mask on. First of all, you mean to tell me Dr. Sartain got shot and with a fucking hunting rifle and he's pulling Michael and putting him pulling and putting him into the cop car himself? With Michael's mask on? This is it's all types of bad people. It's all types of bad. I mean it gets better. But that that scene, man, god damn, I could not deal with that shit. I was I was in awe when I saw that sequence. These people want to kill this man. The crimes you observed. The most important opportunity to understand the mind of evil, you see. When he awakes, we'll be ready. Ready for what? A reunion. Michael's pursuit of Loris Trout could be what keeps him alive. I would suspect the notion of being a predator or the fear of becoming prey keeps both of them alive. What? Oh, yeah, if Will Patton wasn't dead, he's dead now. What's it, what, what is that? I don't even know what that is. I love that about you, Francis. You're so predictable. You're that PB&J every day kind of guy. Here we go. Now, this scene with uh, Christopher Nelson and this this other actor, like just in the car talking about whatever. It's, I didn't I didn't really care for it. It wasn't a make or break. I just you know if they, they would have took this out of the movie, it wouldn't have really like. Shout out to Christopher Nelson though for doing dope ass special effects. He's worked on a lot of shit, man. I was watching an interview um, that he did with Wham uh, on on YouTube on their channel, and he he has been he's worked on so many movies, man. So he's a vet. He said Bazinga. Or what if he said Sam Hain? That'd have been dope. That's weird, right? Is that Hawkins? I don't know. What was the word? Was it the sister's name? 
Judith. What was the word? Fuck. <laughs> the word was fuck, apparently. Damn. Damn, did you just call Hawkins a burnout? You have no idea the, the horrors that man has seen. satisfying cherry pie everywhere now again i ask a question to anyone that might be listening to this commentary what head stomp was better this one with dr sartain or when michael stomped um the guy howard uh you know at the the rabbit and red lounge when he stomped his head repeatedly in rob zombie's halloween too is one stomp better or multiple? Personally, I like Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 head stomp better because the first time he stomps his head in, you can see his hand like kind of trembling, so he doesn't he doesn't really die right away. But this shit was just ugh. It was an explosion. I'm saying this motherfucker's playing with a yo-yo while his daughter is nowhere to be found. There's no way. Nobody be alarmed. It's just a beer can. Any word? He's like, hey, I'm. You're disturbing me, making my teak birdhouse in here. Dear. 
Turned that motherfucker's head into a jack-o'-lantern. Nice Halloween 2 nod right there. Where Michael strangles Bud. Near the hydrotherapy pool. I didn't bat an eye to this death. I didn't feel bad about it. I didn't feel any type of way about it. It's just like, whatever, good riddance. Because he was such an ineffective character. Mike was like, is that you, Lori? I love how prepared Lori is, man. Notice how Karen didn't grieve for a motherfucking second at the idea that her husband might be killed because all he wanted to do was make birdhouses out of teak. <laughs> I'm hard on that character, man. Like, but I, listen, man, I, I just don't feel him at all. Good riddance. Lori's like, Michael, I can smell you through the window. You smell like Bengay and Smith's Grove lotion. This was quite the struggle. Damn. Fuck. Damn. Now, <laughs> let's keep in mind, uh, for Halloween Kills that comes after this, Michael Myers does have an ailment. Um, he, he is missing three, like two, three fingers or so. But when Michael was choking her through the door and lifted her out, you know, lifted her off the air, they should have played... Uh, What's the dirty dancing music? I have the time of my life. <laughs> you shouldn't have played that shit when Michael lifted her off the air. Off the ground, I meant to say. Y'all know what I meant. I was wrong to raise you the way I did. Well, luckily he lost fingers on the left hand because I, originally I want to say Michael is a righty, but he's he's apparently he's ambidextrous because, you know, he's carrying around the, the, the hammer and the butcher knife in, in, in his left hand. But, you know, pure evil has no picks.
Now she wants to believe in what her mother was saying. She was only trying to tell her for like two days straight that she didn't feel right about um, what was happening and about Michael Myers. Now, I will say something about this scene or this sequence here. Uh... I did have a big problem with this cat and mouse sequence because it was more like cat. You know, the mouse was hiding out. And it's just Lori with the with the shotgun or the rifle, whatever you want to call it. It's just mainly her sealing off quarters of the house and hoping that Michael will pop out. And he doesn't pop out right away. And the cat and mouse, like, suspenseful tension shit is cool, but... I I preferred that the the final act and or the third act and you know the cat and mouse shit in H two O over this. Excuse me. I do, man. Um, because at least it wasn't so it wasn't so much you know time and space in between when Lori and Michael saw each other. You know, she dipped off at some point and she ran under tables, but then we found out Michael was above the table. And, you know, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Judy Greer's like, oh, my God, is that an Indoraptor? How did they get back? But I do like that she has these grates that seal off her crib. I can appreciate it. Apparently, Allison has never been in a department store. She's just screaming at the sight of mannequins. I mean, I know it's bullet holes in each and every one of them, but it's like all you have to do maybe go in like a, you know, like a department store in Philly, out here in Philly. Get the bang for your buck, get bullet holes and mannequins. It's a joke, people. I know it's a sensitive era. It's a joke. And I love that there's a little miniature Myers house in that bedroom. There's a tiny miniature Myers house in that bedroom. Makes me wonder, um, are we going to see the Myers house in Halloween Kills? Like whether it be a flashback sequence or, you know, a, a, a modern day sequence. I would love to see the Myers house again, because honestly, the only the last one to get it right was in the worst movie in the series, uh, Halloween Resurrection. They nailed the Myers house replica. That was amazing. And they built it from the ground up. That was a set. They built it. It's awesome. But the movie was a piece of shit, so it doesn't really count. It counts, but y'all y'all know what I'm saying.
and Michael Michael stuffed that motherfucker in the closet. Uh, you know, folded them like clothes in the closet and, <laughs> and kept the fucking and kept the you know the wind chime bells wrapped around his neck. Good stuff, man. Michael, don't you ever pop up like that. He's like, nope. He said, I didn't already learn the game, fresh fish. Ooh. Allison came back home like <laughs> when she came back like yo this must have been one hell of a shindig Grandmother? one of the best fucking scenes in the entire movie when Michael looks down and Lori's gone not only is it a nice nod but it's a nice twist I love it she picked up notes from that guy. I want to say that shot of Michael's feet going down the staircase is from Halloween 5. Maybe I'm reaching, but I do feel like there are nods to every Halloween movie in here. Even if I didn't talk about them. She's like a. She's like Allison. Shut, 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 shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like, it's like you gotta whisper to people in horror movies that keep trying to talk. It's just like, shut, 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 shut the fuck up. Shut, shut the fuck up. Get big, Michael. But he gets strong. You're 61 years old, man. Show him you still got it.
she looked at that gun like, oh my god, this is the gun I carved my initials into when I sent my kids to Jurassic World. I thought I'd never go back to this again. Go, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. You said you're scared now. Mom! Help us! Oh, you, oh now you want to help. Before she, you treating her like a crackpot, huh? And I never noticed that Michael got shot in his face. Nice shot. That's a great shot of Lori peering out of the darkness behind Michael, like how he did her in the first movie. Love it. Oof. Michael wasn't going down without a fight, though, man. Apparently, neither was Allison. Ooh. So, for everybody saying Michael doesn't grunt or make noises, y'all just heard that. I mean, but god damn, like everything that I didn't put into this house, I have to burn it up because Michael Myers is in the basement. Goodbye, we could have just had a firing squad at the, you know, at the top of that gate. Just aired his ass out, escorted him out and then burned him. But, you know, apparently Lori Strode got money to burn because she got them houses to spare. She could just burn down a fucking country home like it's nothing. Look at Mike just, this is the thing, the way he's just standing there, staring at all of them, as everything catches on fire in that basement, in that entire house, I'm wondering how the fuck he gets out of that house. Because we've all seen the shot, we've seen the shot of him out, you know, standing outside of Lori's house. Clearly he escapes, but how though? should have pulled up like you guys did what nah man and then just pulled off like fuck this shit I'm an accomplice 
Yay, we did it, people. We did it. We did Halloween commentary for 2018. Wow. I love that it says this film is dedicated to Mustafa Akkad. I really think he would have been proud of this film. I truly, truly, truly do, man. Um, What do I give it? What do I give it is the question. I give it a... As far as Halloween movies go, I give it a... 8.5 out of 10. Is that fair enough? I hope that's fair enough. I don't know why I'm asking y'all. I should be giving it like my own... Um, you know personal opinionated rating right i should be doing that but no i do give it a um an eight and a half out of ten uh my gripes are really small i talked about them as the you know as the movie went on but you know like i said the the pros outweigh the cons of this movie man it's just some things i feel like we didn't really take advantage of with this movie but for the most part david gordon green and danny mcbride big shouts out to y'all man because y'all brought the series y'all y'all united the halloween fans again man because i feel like with the rob zombie movies as much as i love those movies uh part two in particular personally um those movies divided the halloween uh fan base man they really did and this was the one that brought us back to where we needed to be as far as a grounded story. Nothing too complicated, no thorn story, no, nothing overly complicated. You know what I'm saying? And, and and it really brought us back to ground zero. And that's really probably what the series needed, man. Because, you know, with something following up to Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, which I wanted to see. I read the script, some of the script for Halloween 3D. And... While I wasn't a big fan of that script, um, you can continue on with that story. You can continue on after Halloween Resurrection, but to go back to the drawing board and bring us something like this was it, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't bad at all, man. It really wasn't. So big shout out, like I said, to David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, Andy Matichak, Karen Karen Greer, whoever was involved in the making of this movie. It's um it's a great film, man. And here's um wishful thinking. You know, here's wishing upon a star that they do drop that Halloween Kills trailer Saturday. And even if they don't, I'm glad I did commentary for this movie, man. Because, um, you know, I feel like I've done more Friday the 13th commentaries than I have for Halloween. I think this might be my... I think I've done commentary for Halloween 1, Halloween 6, and now Halloween 2018. But, um, you know, if you do want to catch those commentaries for, you know, Halloween 1978 and Halloween 6 then you people can you know first and foremost y'all should already know where to go by now if y'all made it this far into the episode y'all should know where to go and if y'all don't you know y'all can follow the podcast on anchor spotify itunes google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, overcast pocket cast breaker and radio public big 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 shout out to anchor follow me on facebook and instagram romero tutor follow the facebook movie group the cinemaniacs we are fucking awesome i can assure you that um but most of all man shout out to the two the reviewers the listeners the supporters the lovers out there man um i saw that you know a couple people tuned into the friday the 13th uh commentary i did they tuned into something else i did like i listen man i see the numbers when they when they rise so i'm not going to get all emotional and into everything the way i usually do but Big shout out to y'all, man. This shit wouldn't um it wouldn't prosper without y'all, man. I need y'all as the you know as the fans, the listeners, the supporters, and the lovers, the tutor reviewers, man. I, I I really 
really appreciate the love and support y'all been showing man and um i show the love and support right back every single time people so with that being said folks yours truly romero tutor another episode of tutor reviews in the can i'll check y'all on the next one